Warning, warning. Intruder alert, intruder alert. Head of Pertwee detected. Head of Pertwee detected. And good evening again. Welcome to the show. I'm Crumbly. I'm Adam. And I am merely Keith. Oh. I, I can't be real without fake. Ah, uh, uh, so, true. Uh, yes, so. we are unfortunately a couple of bodies down. <laughs> Best uh, bodies. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. Yes. Our better halves. Both fake Keith and Jean have the rampaging lurgy, so they I won't be joining us tonight. Yes, it's Dripping from all orifices and gooey (laughs) mucus. No, too much information. (laughs) (laughs) She'll probably hit me now. She's heard that. (laughs) Probably. Anyway, delving deep into the nasal passage of the news with El Presidente. Ooh! (laughs) Ooh! Talking of horrors, Doctor Who news. Oh, we have an air date for the waters of Mars in Australia and Canada. Oh, blessed event! Canada. Where's Canada? Canadian Shire. <laughs> oh. yeah, 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 where the Canadians live. Ah, ah. oh, Canada. <laughs> the Canadian one is going to be on the Space Channel. Oh, name there. Channel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At nine p.m., which is quite late, on Saturday, the nineteenth of December. Right. Same as yeah, the. That uh, sounds familiar. Same as the Sif- no, the BBC America. BBC uh, America. Uh, point of law. I mean, yeah. Okay. I mean, if the Sci-Fi Channel is pronounced Siffy, yep. How is space pronounced? Spacky. Spass. Spass. And for the Australians, they get a bit earlier. <laughs> On Sunday, the 6th of December at 7.30pm on ABC One. Oh, 7.30. Yeah. Closer to the UK sort of time. ABC One. Distantly related to the Who News. Oh, yeah. Only distantly. (laughs) David Tennant goes to Yankland. 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 Nothing to do with Dollhouse. Nothing to do with Dollhouse, no. no. (laughs) David Tennant has found himself starring in a role in the US TV comedy drama pilot for NBC. The show is called Rex is Not Your Lawyer and is about a top Chicago litigator who begins suffering from panic attacks and takes up coaching clients to represent themselves in court. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. According to Hollywood Reporter, NBC greenlit the project in August, about two years after it was first developed, and had been trying to find a lead actor for several months until Tennant came along and nailed the part. As it were. So, yeah, so mm. it... I don't know if it's going to go for series. It depends how yeah. the pilot sort of turns out. But perhaps he's going to be another Hugh Laurie. Maybe. Mm. Well, following, sort of following house. Yeah, mm. yeah. He's a very good actor. Yeah. But I'm just wondering what his 
American accent will be like. Well, I mean, oh. he does pull off a very convincing um, estuary English uh, yeah, accent yes. in, the, in Doctor Who. Scottish is quite good. Yeah. <laughs> and that as well, yeah. I'm throw this out. <laughs> but listening to the uh, audiobooks oh, yeah. that they've done, he does very good passable impersonations of virtually everyone, of, of Rose, of Mickey, of yeah. Donna. Mm. And he also does very good different voices for the people they meet, the aliens yeah. and the... So, I think he did do an American in one of those. I, I can't. The, remember, uh, the one with the ship, possibly. I might have to go mm, back and listen yeah. to it. Is there really not an American actor well, who can do it? I, that's, that's what's wrong. Well, well, he's a great actor, David Tennant, but they want an American character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, well, I mean, it's, it's all down to the British invasion of American TV. I mean, there are just so many British actors taking on American roles. Well, look yeah. at Fast Forward, yeah. yeah. Well, Flash Forward. Flash I mean, uh, <laughs> Fast Forward. <laughs> Special edition of the House disc, the first yeah. government. Apparently, over half the American audience thought that Hugh Laurie was American. Producers did too. Yeah, they originally. yeah, originally. So <laughs> it'd be just interesting. Well, going back to Flash Forward. Okay, Ralph Fiennes. Everyone knows he's English, but I mean, what caught me by surprise was the woman who plays his wife is also English. Oh, is she really? Okay. Yeah. And wow, got the Hobbit guy. Nigel Davenport. Uh, mm. Not Nigel, but yeah, no, it's, I can't remember his first name. But Davenport. He was. Yeah. He's British from Couplings, isn't he? Mm, yes, that's right. Ultraviolet. Yeah. Ultraviolet, yeah. Mm-hmm. Quite a British cast I've got there. Yes, and um, yeah, the lead actor in the um, police drama, was it uh, Life? I mean, ah. he's, in, he, he's English as well. Mm. So. I mean, I yes. think it's down to the fact that um, British actors work you know, work for less. Yeah. And <laughs> they're, mu- well, they're, much more, they're much more amenable as well. So. Yeah. Not quite so starry, maybe. And mm. also the um, goal for most British actors is to crack the American mm. market. Well, on that so. as well, yeah. So why do they always cast Americans as Brits in I've, films, then? I've got no idea. <laughs> really well, bad accent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no idea. Oh, oh dear. Oh, Bad news for all Dollhouse fans. Mm. <laughs> Fox is cancelling all... Oh, oh dear. The, uh, <laughs> Joss Whedon's low-rated Dollhouse. Yeah. But apparently we'll finish with a significant series finale. Mm. Variety's Michael Schneider tweeted, Official word from Fox. We will air all 13 episodes, and this gives Joss the opportunity to end in a significant way. Suicide, John Major's got a sore throat. Mm, yeah, him yeah. too. Huh? <laughs> yeah, so depends what's going to happen with this. We did have last one that they were going to have an end of sto- series cliffhanger just in case it didn't come Epitaph back. Epitaph 1, yes. Yes, Epitaph 1. Epitaph so. 2 now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what's going to happen there? Mm, so, 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 I mean, the silver lining for fans with this announcement is, um, well, it's currently filming its 11th episode. The ending will hopefully give some closure to um, Echo and the Actives. Yeah, they've announced it before they finished filming mm. which yeah. is good yeah so that's given a chance to you've got a, a definite light at the end of the tunnel so yeah. to speak they can wrap mm, it. it and it is no surprise to anybody mm. no, unfortunately no i think the problem with it is with most of josh's stuff it takes time to get going to get yeah. everything in place except firefly <laughs> and mm. because it's on fox yeah fox is all over america so it has to hit the ground running with the ratings all in place yeah whereas things like buffy was done on the wb which is a very small network yeah. mm-hmm. and that it gave it time to get momentum and get yeah. people because they had lower expectations for it yeah mm-hmm. well, warner, warner brothers yes 
Yeah. Mm. You wouldn't have expected them to be a sort of small network. Yeah. yeah. That, they, I think Warner Brothers eventually went uh, belly up, didn't they? Blimey. They merged. <laughs> oh, they merged. Oh, right. Mm. Oh, well. What's he going to do next, I wonder? Mm. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Lots of talk of the sequel to Dr. Horrible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's going on. It, it, Which we are waiting for with bated breath. Yeah. Mm. And depends. You know, this is, what is it, the second or the third time he's basically been slapped down. Yeah. So one wonders <laughs> if he's going to be walking away from TV permanently. And <laughs> Sonny Fox. Well, in, in this case, you can't really blame Fox. Oh, no. No, I'm not, not, yeah, not pointing the finger and blaming. Haven't done bad by yeah. how they did with Firefly. Yeah, it's a shame. As I said before, it's a shame they didn't show this concern and yeah. and how can I put loyalty yeah. with Firefly. Mm, yes. <laughs> Quite. Oh, well, talking of interesting American TV, uh, we have Being Human, the US version. Mm. Mitchell, the vampire, may oh, yes. be getting a sex change. Mm. <laughs> Not in the story. But... <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that's all right then. That's oh, all right. The character may be feeling from the poor actor having to mm. cross dress. Or... Mm. Like Delenn in Babylon 5. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the UK producer, Matt Bouch, he revealed to fans of the hit Ghost Werewolf from Vampire series a few snippets about the US remake. We don't know much yet about what they're going to do. We've heard it might be set in San Francisco and that they're thinking about making Mitchell a woman. They bought the rights on a deal where we i.e. Matt Booch and the show creator Toby oh Whithouse <laughs> will be involved if they want us to be involved but we don't know yet whether they want us to be involved mm. yeah again I'm I'm not sure about this I'm beginning to get a few bad vibes mm. um, I know <laughs> Red Dwarf USA <laughs> yeah mm, I know yeah. with um, what is it Life on Mars yeah. they had a certain amount of writers input but that didn't change all that much no but this one it seems like they've been given a large paycheck and then pushed out the airlock and they're going to do it their own way <laughs> probably you know and as you said uh, Red Dwarf yeah, US. they recast Cat, was it? There's a female. The whole point of it was it was yeah. three men with no women yeah. stuck in a can in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Trying not to do the obvious. Yeah. What's up? <clears throat> with the missus when I need her. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, well, I will watch it. I'll give it an eyeball like, like I did with The Life on Mars. I, yeah. I will watch it and see what it, how well it stands on its own merits. Oh dear. Do you see an episode of Life on Mars USA? But, yeah, mm. the, the, oh the trouble with Life on Life Mars USA, I could see here Phil Glinister. Yeah. That's, he inhabited Gene mm, Hunt in yeah. such an enormous way that nobody else could fit in that box. No. <laughs> oh, speaking of Gene Hunt, yep. um, without mentioning the store's name. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. As we're approaching the uh, festive season. Jingle yeah. bells, jingle Rapidly. bells, jingle all the way. There is an advert for a very large sort of clothing and food in sort of a uh, chain store. Emporium. Right. Emporium, yes. Yeah, sort of taking various characters from here from television and such. In the very last scene, you see um, Philip Glenister. Oh, really? Yeah, propping up a bar somewhere. Yeah, surrounded mm. by men. Yeah, surrounded by men. Yeah, sort of saying, yeah, and where's that bird who runs around in her underwear? You know, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I find it interesting because it's an ITV advert. Mm, Definitely yeah. an ITV advert. But they've got at least two familiar BBC personalities, characters in there. Mm. Philip Glinister, mm. definitely doing a Eugene Hunt. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you've also got Joanna Lumley and... David McCallum? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Dawn French? Yeah, thank you. So Joanna Lumley and Dawn French doing a definite, uh, absolutely yeah. fabulous. Ah. Yeah. With yeah. Um, Patsy and... Mm, Adina. Adina, yeah. yeah. And so they're, they're being themselves, but they are definitely also being 
being these <laughs> other BBC characters. Yeah. And it's on an ITV advert. Yeah, well, yeah. You know. Adverts from BBC. <laughs> yeah. Keep an eye out for that. Oh, mm, yeah. Yes. Yep. YouTube, I'm sure. Oh, it'll definitely be out. <laughs> yeah, there. it should yep. be on there. Any more news, everyone? I think uh, Adam has an addendum. A addendum. No, no. Oh, no. I, no, no, mm-hmm. I, I, I. Have one addendum. Aye. 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 The ongoing Who role playing saga. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. We're, we're, we're still at 30th of November release date. Oh, very, I, very soon. Very soon. I think you can get it pre orders on Amazon at the moment. Okay. But Cubicle 7 have posted up a filled in character sheet, the character of the Doctor. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah so um, that's, that's interesting. I'm puzzled on what dice you're actually using. I think it's a D6. Okay. I think, mm-hmm. and it's, yeah. a few, it's, it's intriguing me at the moment, so it's still an ongoing thing. Mm. But also, if you happen to go on their forum and look at uh, general notes, because that's where the Doctor Who stuff is at the moment, because okay. they got rid of the Doctor Who forums in their spring clean. A couple of months ago. Yeah, <laughs> a couple of months ago, they I think the BBC yeah. asked them to drop the forums oh, until okay. a closer date, but they disappeared, and all the information that was on there had disappeared. Very hmm. smart. So, um, but if you do go on the forum, the people who are signed on there are very, how can I put it, slightly miffed that they haven't got more information than is currently been presented. Mm. We are three weeks away from launch date. Yeah, less. And there is nothing in the magazines, nothing in, in the Who magazine, nothing in the role-playing magazines about this up-and-coming release. Mm. Doesn't surprise me. They've had problems from the beginning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah this, even so, they're still keeping things on the long finger though they are overly to my opinion Mm. overly close and tight Mm. but if you want to pop on there cubicle 7 www.cubicle7.com i think i'll just put the show notes yeah i just put cubicle 7 into google it should but yeah it's it's frustratingly interesting (laughs) (laughs) probably worth a buy to see what it's all about yeah oh yeah yeah (laughs) like like it's been said before it's gonna sell just because it's Got Doctor Who on oh, the yeah. label, but it could <laughs> yeah. sell so much more if they market it properly. And there's just been at the moment yeah. no marketing. Mm-hmm. Green Hills and Nobnacker on the front cover. Though. Oh, that would, you know, <laughs> the sales would go through the roof. Well, that, dear listeners, is the end of the news. Oh, yeah. Now, wincing ever so slightly, it's <laughs> time to talk about what shall we talk about? Fluffing my navel. <laughs> <laughs> it's all green, and occasionally it's blue. Mm. A lot of grey and white there, but you know, how does it get there? It just appears overnight, mm. and the navel's. <laughs> It's there. The contents of my hanky. Ew, we're back to the mucus again. I don't know. How about Doctor Who? Okay. Uh, Works for me. Okay. So, this is currently Monday after the Sunday watching. Yeah, oh, yes. day later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a day later. So, it's fresh and pristine in our memories of the latest one, Waters of Mars. Now, mm. as you've just told us, the air dates, which are December for, for the rest of the world. Do you think we should have some spoiler music? Yes. Probably should. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Spoiler music, spoiler music, spoiler music, spoiler music, in fact, I go one stage further, and I say, if you want to skip over this section, forward to 3546. 3546. Okay, do we want to recap to interest and inform people? Mm, El President Day, really yes. Quickly, there's very not quickly. too much to say, really. Not really, not really. Lots of running around. Yeah, up and down very big corridors. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, should have had a bike. Yeah, fold up bike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why'd there have such big corridors? I don't yeah. know. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, to run in. Maybe keep fit. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it starts with the TARDIS materialising on a red planet. Mm-hmm. Mars. 
And for some reason, not readily explained, the TARDIS materialises outside. Yeah, basically the middle of nowhere. Mm. Doctor hops out with his spacesuit on. Mm. From Sanctuary Base 6. Yeah, still with the logo on it and all. Yes, <laughs> I noticed that. Oh, yeah. uh, Satan Pit and the Forbidden... Uh, Impos- impossible Planet. Impossible Planet. That's the one. And he nips over and sees a base. Mm-hmm. A human base. Mm. A very, how can I put it? I'm not trying to diminish it, but a very, a very UFO base. Okay. So all, all the domes and, mm, and yes. the layout, pretty standard sort of yeah pressure dome. Th- that's mm. it, sort of thing. Looks Reminds a bit like Star the, Cops. Looks a bit like the Eden Project. Yeah. Well, it was filmed at Botanical Garden somewhere in ah. Wales. Mm. At least yes. the bits of it. Yeah, in, in, in the inside. In the, yeah. in the yeah. biosphere. Yeah. 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 Anyway, he looks down and he is uh, confronted by a little robot. Ugh. Looks about as scary as... <laughs> Tweaky. Not scary. Johnny Five? Mm. D2. Yeah, I was thinking Johnny mm. Five. Yeah. <laughs> he looks scarier. <laughs> <laughs> he had guns, too. He had Big guns, guns. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, so, so did this one, because the hand kept falling off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you saw in the uh, the making of, the every time it moved when it ha- was holding a gun, the gun arm fell off. Yeah. Uh, canine looks fishy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then he's taken as a prisoner by this little robot into the base where he's confronted by the commander, Adelaide Brooke. Captain Adelaide mm-hmm. Captain, yes. was she? Yes. She was Played by Lindsay Duncan. She, she stressed that a couple of times. Oh, did she? Yes. Slightly inferiority. It's complex. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, did, yeah. I did wonder. I did wonder. <laughs> and then the doctor realises he shouldn't be there because of the date time who they are. Yeah. Mm. Doesn't quite pull himself away quick enough. enough. No. No, he gets him. Embr- Boiled. Yes, as the crew are taken over by a waterborne mm, well, virus. Mm. Virus, well, something. Virus, life form. Yeah. And then all hell breaks loose and they all start being converted. Mm. Oh, yes. They start to evacuate. The doctor does eventually just walk away, yep. leave them all to die. Yep. They're trying to escape in their uh, escape shuttle, but that's then compromised and then it has to be self destructed so they can't mm-hmm. get to Earth, these creatures. And then at the end, the doctor turns around and says, To hell with the laws of time, because this apparently is a fixed point in. In time, mm, yeah, that's right. And so I save them all, or those three that are left. <laughs> yeah. In a nutshell, Bowie base, as El Presidente says, is a fixed point in time. Yeah. The destruction of the base proves to be the catalyst for humanity's or taking its first steps out into space. Mm. Yes. I have some problems with that, but we get to that later. <laughs> <laughs> so the Doctor then breaks all laws of times, but he says. Time used to be managed, controlled, yep. policed by the Time Lords. They're all dead. And he says, laws of time are mine and they will obey me. Mm. Yes. It's very much a case of the Doctor going over to the dark side. Yeah. Mm. Uses his full powers, or arguably his full powers, <laughs> um, <laughs> to change history and save these three. Yep. Changing history forever or not. Mm, that's he it. then takes them back to Earth, mm. escaping the nuclear explosion of the self-destruct. Yep. Mm-hmm. But Adelaide Brooke should have died. Yes. She, in particular, was the... She was the, the main... point. Yeah, the main catalyst. Yeah. Before he abandons them, he, yeah. he tells her who she is. And, yeah, and what's going to happen. Why she can die with some comfort. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cold comfort. Yeah. yeah. So when she's saved, she knows what's at risk. Yeah. So she does a John Frobisher and um, kills herself. Mm. Zaps her blo- mm-hmm. brains out. Yep. Off screen. Yeah. You just saw the flash of light flash. in the, in the glass. Not window. nearly as um, powerfully as they did it in Children of Earth. No. But they 
probably couldn't get away with that. I so. think, yeah, I think uh, you're, you're talking target audience. Yeah, yes. eight yeah. to twelve year olds. Yes, probably yeah. can't get away with the Children of Earth style. Yeah, sure. Sure. <laughs> you couldn't really see a head being turned into scarlet wallpaper. So <laughs> well, they didn't actually show it in Children of Earth either. But oh, right. they, the door door just closed, the camera pulled back, and you heard bang, mm. bam. That's it. Yeah, the, uh, they did it in a, in a much more powerful way, even mm-hmm. though they didn't show anymore. Yeah. they showed less in many ways. Oh, there's, yeah. so, there's so much suggestion as what you know what's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. They did it very well in Torture. Mm-hmm. But anyway, and then the Doctor realises he's completely overstepped the mark. Yep. Oh, good grief, and then some, yeah. And it looks like he's on the verge of some kind of mental breakdown. Mm-hmm. Sees a vision, perhaps real, perhaps not. We don't know of Ood Sigma. Sigma, mm-hmm. yep. yep. Rushes to the TARDIS, rejecting it. He's effectively looking as if he's trying to run away from the situation. Yeah. And I think, couldn't you hear the cloister bell? Yes. Yes, that's right. Definitely yes. hear the cloister yeah. bell ringing. Basically, the brown stuff has hit the fan. Man yeah. the battle mm-hmm. stations. Yep. And that was it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Leading into the two-parter, which will end the Tenth Doctor's mm-hmm. yep. reign incarnation. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. So that, in a nutshell, is it. But let's go back a bit. Now, I mentioned I was a bit... What's the word I should use? Uh, <laughs> diplomacy. Diplomacy. <laughs> unsure about this fixed point in time. Mm-hmm. Because apparently, what propelled Adelaide Brooke to becoming what she became yep. was seeing a Dalek. Dalek. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. They implied the Dalek knew that she was a fixed point in time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the Daleks weren't always there. Yeah. So the Dalek was actually interfering with time. Y- y- the Dalek yeah. made that fixed point in time. You get the impression that the situation from Stolen Earth yeah. was the Daleks from another time affecting that period. Mm. In the original time stream, wherever that is, yeah. that should not have happened. Exactly. That's mm. why the Doctor was there trying to yeah. sort the whole thing, why he quite willingly went in there willy-nilly yeah. throwing things around mm. left, right and centre to yeah. try to sort one, it out. One pertinent point I must bring up, which I did mention to a real Keith earlier on, was if this woman was a, f- a fixed point in time, yeah. she, sort of, she sort of provided the impetus for humanity to spread out into space. When she was, was it nine-year-old girl? Or something like that? Good Ten. Well, yeah. yeah, something like that, yeah. I mean, okay, the Dalek should have reckoned... Well, the Dalek that sort of came up to her bedroom window... <laughs> Dirty old Dalek. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he could have destroyed her there and then. Yeah. yeah because, I mean, that would, have, that would have considerably slowed the course of history for, for uh, humanity. Well, exactly, yeah. Why would a Dalek care about changing a fixed point well, in time? Well, that's it. The time laws aren't there to stop it, apart yeah. from the Doctor. Mm-hmm. As I, um, the only thing I can come up with this is that the original original series but the time lords and the daleks were there at yeah. one point in time it's uh remembrance it's a sentence that seventh doctor says to ace yeah. the daleks could crack this world like an egg but even they would think twice before doing such an, an atrocious alteration to the timeline uh-huh. so, uh-huh. but that's when there were two factors there mm, yeah. yeah at the moment the time lords have gone so mm. i i can't ra- necessarily rationalize it. i want to but i can't yeah it's very odd yeah so the Dalek either changed history to create that fixed point in point time, time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. which the Doctor now recognises. So how does he recognise the fixed point in time? Yeah. It's implied he has sixth sense about it. Yeah. Mm. But yet, the- why did he have to ask the date? He didn't seem to know <laughs> until he knew the date. Right, yeah. Well, perhaps it's the uh, uh, grasping at straws. <laughs> perhaps it's the link between the Doctor and the telepathic circuits of the TARDIS and the data bank. Maybe. Um, Maybe. It's a case of uh, the, the, the fixed points in time. You could say, like... The Pompeii one. Yes, he didn't there, mention that. Yeah. There was going to be an earth, uh, uh, a volcano eruption. Yep. That was the fixed point. Yes. The deciding factor was whether that volcanic eruption was going to power the machine that the pyrovials had created, therefore turning the world into pyrovile 2, yeah. a planet they can live on, 
or the plunger was going to be pushed, the machine's going to be turned off, and the eruption would happen, wiping out Pompeii. Mm. Yeah. That was the fixed point in time was the eruption. The two points yeah. was Pyrovilia or death to Pompeii. Mm. So perhaps you have fixed points, so you've got A, C, and E. How you get to those fixed points is mm. yeah. is the journey. So you could you could go A, B, C... Or you could go A, Q, C. Okay. But, but you'll always end up yeah. at C. That's certainly the impression we got at the end of Waters of Mars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Where a few details minor, changed. Minor points, yeah. little bits, I but mean, the main thrust. The comparison I can draw between um, the fires of Pompeii and the waters of Mars is the fact that um, the Doctor's altruistic you know, sort of personality came to the front. All right, admittedly, in Pompeii, he was, save, he was saving relatively unimportant people. Mm. But there again, in the waters of Mars, he was changing somebody who was pivotal at all, you know, to the, yeah. um, a, ne- you know, a to nexus the, uh, point, things mm, that will yeah. swarm around. Yeah, so I mean, that's when he realised, oh, I've gone too far. <laughs> in the current timeline, because the Daleks mucked about, she was inspired by the Daleks she saw. Yeah. In the original timeline, which we're never going to see now, but no. the original timeline, something else could have happened to mm. have inspired her. Yeah, to, maybe. That's yeah. the only thing I can I can desperately yeah. grasping at straws here yeah, to think of. Quite mm. seem to add up. Yeah, yes, yeah I, I, I concur the point. I can see the point. <laughs> mm, so what about the creatures themselves? Ah, I liked them. I very much liked from what... I think they were called the Flood. The Flood, the flood yeah, mm, apparently. Yes. The Doctor mentioned it, but I don't know where he got the name from. No, nah, no. Nah. But uh, the best way I can sum them up is water zombies. Mm. Mm, yeah, kind of. I yeah. think they would have been a lot more impressive and shocking if we hadn't seen them in the trailers or we hadn't seen them in the photos. Because <laughs> yeah. mm. it would have been... It would have been like a blink moment mm. yeah. when yes. you suddenly saw the statue there with the fangs with the hands yeah. it would if <laughs> the first time he would have turned round yeah it would have been jesus what the <laughs> so i i'm rather upset that i was given spoilers and that it would have been much more impressive to me yeah. if it would have been it was very good makeup i'm not denying oh, that really, yeah. and effectively used as well I yeah thought. it could have looked terrible but it, it yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he obviously the bits where it's coming out of the hands it, yeah you could tell it's just a pipe out oh, sleep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but what, what got me is when you had the main jets coming out of the mouth. Mm, that, yeah. I'm just, just a bit CGI. Yeah, really. I'm just wondering how they did that. Was it CGI'd on? Because I can't yeah. see how they could have... If you look... You know, I obviously watched it in HD. Yeah. It did look mm. a bit CGI yeah. on, on the right, big no. screen in HD. But uh, yeah, you can kind of forgive that. Yeah. Because how else <laughs> Yeah, there's some, there's some things where you do have to suspend your, mm, yeah. your disbelief. And I think that's probably one of them. But scary, though. They made a big thing of it being really scary. No. And it, I don't think at least obviously I'm you know, I'm a 35 year old man it's not really but, <laughs> cantankerous old yeah. man <laughs> but compared to to the vast Toffee's efforts yeah. particularly uh, Blink and yeah. uh, Empty Child yes it doesn't really for me rate up there as no, scary it, by comparison it was enjoyable mm, yeah oh, but yeah. I, I wouldn't call it called it scary no I, they were going for that but it didn't no. quite reach the no, heights no I'll say I'm not so sure about the younger generation because I, I didn't watch it with the younger generation at this time <laughs> yeah mm. maybe it's harder for them to imitate in the playground would have thought uh, yeah yes whereas compared There's to uh, a... an empty the empty child they can just go around are you my mummy yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the statues they can just go and stand still and then uh, no, so, I don't know I mean, maybe if they sort of take sort of mouthfuls of water yeah, I was, <laughs> I was going to say maybe, certainly, maybe. certainly this weather we're, we're creeping into winter you go mm. pouring water down the front of <laughs> your <laughs> jump you yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah do you think it's justified having the doctor turn yeah. it shows he's cracking yeah well it's the whole point if he hasn't got a companion 
Canyon. Isn't yes, it? they've yeah. really rammed home from the beginning. He needs someone, and after all his recent failures, yeah, <laughs> he's got rid of companions. This, to my mind, this Doctor has very much the the Tenth Doctor very much wears his heart in his sleeve. Yeah, he feels and emotes much more because the actor can actually do it. Yeah, the, the actor can act, <laughs> but but the previous Doctors have always been how can we put one step removed from humanity. They observe humanity, but don't actually indulge in it mm. or or try to ape it. While yeah. the Tenth Doctor, as I said, feels very much and yeah. shows very much, and and yet I do think it is with, well within the character boundaries. Mm. Yeah, you've often seen a slightly dark side of him. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean that is the whole pur- that is the whole purpose of a companion to keep him in check. Yes, mm. I mean because as you can see, I mean sort of right as as I said previously, he's turned to the dark side yeah, briefly. Yeah, mm. so the only time I think we've seen this before is the early days of uh, Hartnell. Yeah, maybe I always kind of got the impression this is where Sylvester would go. Possibly, yes. Because he was yeah, so manipulative. I can, and he, I can see mm-hmm. that Sylvester doing that. Yeah. And he kind of, I can see him getting too big for his own shoes yeah. and being too clever for his own good. Uh, well, certainly when you mentioned Time Lord Triumphant, I'm thinking, that's the master. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. In fact, in the uh, the confidential, they did say, yeah. this is perhaps how the master, master got, went. Yeah, mm. master got started. Although, then they had the alternative explanation of the master, which is when he looked into the uh, yeah. time. Mm. Yeah, yeah, he went completely hat stand. Yeah. Where's the doctor just ran? I, I can see that for Eric Roberts' master, and I can see that for uh, John Sims' master. Couldn't necessarily equate that with Roger Delgado. No. Because he was always in control, always, oh, the universe will be run much better if I did it. Mm. Yeah, he occasionally kind of saw a few cracks. Yeah. But yeah, not often. Well, I mean, that is the point with all madmen. They can be very plausible. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unless uh, absolutely nutty as... Oh, yeah, squirrel pose, yeah. <laughs> Where is he going to go next? Is he going to... That's it. Lose his mind? Well, that's it. I mean, one theory I will say... Well, this is my own personal personal. theory about um, the end of time. The Master has been brought back to basically sort of slap the Doctor down. Maybe. Mm. I don't know. I'm not convinced that he is back. Despite any appearances that obviously the actor is back and maybe he is meant to be that character, but is he real? Yes. Mm, How much is is, is the Doctor going to retreat into his own mind? Mm. How much are, for example, the Guardians going to be involved? Perhaps they're going to mess with his mind. Are the ones who are doing the slapping. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's if they reintroduce the Guardians, but... If they do. You have meant the last one with the Sarah Jane adventures, you you muted that possibility. They're, they're kind of hints, but yeah. maybe that's just completely mm-hmm. misdirectional. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. But yeah. I don't know. I know very little about the upcoming. I mean, that's party. the thing. I mean, if the Doctor is going over to the dark side, I mean, they're going to need somebody sort of who's equal in power. Yeah, yeah. He would be the only Wilf. person who could sort. Of <laughs> <laughs> Wilf. Well, that that is something um, just just reminded me when you had um, the last time Wilf was in there. He said, "Anyone who could choose who lives or dies, that is truly a monster." Mm. To which Tennant's Doctor was virtually doing there. That's true, yeah. So it was foreshadowed. Yeah. It was, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Did you see into the trailer for the next one? I, on the I, know end, you're I not... did. I tend not to, but I yeah. did, and it mm. didn't say very much. <laughs> no, no it, but just, I'm just saying you're, you're part of it, the master actually being in the Doctor's head. The visions we had of the trailer is John Sims suddenly shoved, flashing into negative, seeing his skull, the eyes. Mm. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah. yeah, so there's something screwy going on there. Mm. And so it was wasn't, he wasn't being exterminated because he didn't start standing there and go because <laughs> it flashed twice. Yeah. So, so something's interesting is going on there. Stuck in the Matrix, maybe. Could be. Could be. <laughs> oh no, slow motion fighting. <laughs> Bullet time. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I think it was a great moment when the Doctor was outside and the base was exploding around. Oh, yes. yes. And you saw him change his mind. The, and The battle. Yeah. yeah. You could see it in his eyes. And then when he came back in, kind of all triumphant and... Manic. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Very, very hyped force up of and nature. manic. Yes. Oh, definitely a force of nature, yeah. Which is something we have seen in the past to a certain extent. Certainly when he's getting ideas. Certainly when he's yeah. on the cusp of solving a problem. But this is going against what the timeline is, is says. So it's more like up on another level. Mm. You know, it's even more hyper and manic oh, than, than, than yeah. previous I mean he was turned all the way up to 11 he really yes. was I mean. oh definitely <laughs> definitely firing on all thrusters mm-hmm. and I wasn't quite sure how they had time to get into the TARDIS but yeah yeah yeah. and I, I did notice well, something that occurred to me when it started to go wrong when the water broke out and people started being converted and the base started to, it happened very rapidly it was boom 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 it was yeah last 15 minutes yeah it, yeah. Just, it, it all happened yeah, the, the brown sticky stuff hit the fan basically yeah. and it <laughs> It was fairly slow up until that yeah. point, but then mm-hmm. it really kicked into yeah. gear those last 15 minutes. The last 15 minutes, it just went completely manic. Yeah, yeah. A couple of little tips of the hat. Oh, yeah. Where um, the Doctor speaks to the um, the uh, black woman who's uh, taken over by yeah. the flood, and he uses, what was it, the... Old Martian. Mm, high yeah, Martian. That's yeah. it, Old High Martian. And um, the mention about the uh, ice warriors. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When, when they got to the ice face. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's a shame we didn't have them in there, but yeah, it's it a nice, nice little yeah. signifi- signification mm. that they were there. But as I said, couldn't Including them would have included a, a completely different story. It would, mm. yeah. You know. It would have made things very different. Yeah. Mind you, um, yeah, Vastoffy, MN. Yep, MN. <laughs> if you're listening, here's a one to bring back. Oh, the Ice Warriors, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I also wonder the planetary constellations and the systems and the suns that her granddaughter discovered and went to. And yeah, just, yeah. I wonder mm. how many of those names are going to be significant and crop up yes. in the next season. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Because if it runs to form with what Russell Davis is done third season <laughs> casual mention yeah. of the Medusa Cascade which was a major plot element for the third season do so you think maybe Moffat Vastoffy has asked for stuff to be put in maybe mm. maybe I can't see him just readily accepting stuff to be given no to I don't I can't see him accepting stuff so to be given he's done so much to, yeah. to change it yeah but I can see backwards yeah. can, can you include that name just drop mm-hmm. it in somewhere mm. doesn't matter where or can you include that yeah. Yeah. In, inconsequential at the time yeah it may have some sort of major impact later on in the series it's happened throughout the whole of uh, Davis's reign you know, Torchwood oh, yeah. uh, I'm just wondering if they're going to continue it will it be any of those names be significant I can't quite see Vastoffy doing the same thing he might I, do I know I know I'm, I'm, it, was, it was just an idle thought that I had <laughs> yeah. when it was on when, it, when I was viewing yeah. it uh, one to watch Personally? Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. I, I know it's be heresy for some people, but I think I actually still prefer, at least on second view, and I've watched it twice now, this yeah. one, I actually prefer Plans of the Dead. Oh. Ooh. I think it's just more no. of a a watchable romp I've, than this I've only seen it once mm-hmm. it was more intriguing than Planet of the Dead yeah oh yeah but I, I can see where you're coming from Planet of the Dead is as was said at the time the last joyous time yeah. that, for the Doctor yeah. this is is slowly sliding into darkness yeah the last 15 minutes of this is great oh yeah but it does take a while to get there on second view and I suspect on third and fourth view you know, <laughs> might get, get a little longer. bit long in the <laughs> yeah. tooth whereas Planet of the Dead is quite fast paced even though nothing really happens yeah but it was a bit of a romp 
bump all the way through Planet mm. of the Dead. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I concur with what um, Real Key said. I mean, Planet of the Dead was, I mean, as you say, it was a romp. Yeah. I mean, the last joyous outing for the Doctor, the waters of Mars, I mean, it charted the Doctor's descent into madness, mm. if, that's, if, that, if that's the case. Yeah, I think the next two episodes will more or less be dealing with re- repercussions of this. Mm. Yeah. And kill him off. Yeah, and then kill him off. <laughs> well, that's it. If it means his death and regeneration to attain a- absolution, then... Presumably yep. he's going to make such a mess of things, the only way he can put it right is sacrifice mm. himself, I yeah. imagine. Mm. Well... I have to say, I have seen a few photographs from the first Matt Smith story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Where he's wandering around, he's, where he's wandering around in the Tenth Doctor's costume still. Brown costume, not the blue. No, not the blue, the brown. <laughs> and the costume definitely looks like it's seen better days, mm, shall we yes. say. It's got holes in it, it's frayed, ripped. It, so. Yeah, he's looks like he's going to be put through the ringer a bit. Yes. <laughs> well, good grief, and then some. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, watch this space. Mm, yeah. Indeed. Four to Christmas Day. Yep. Mm, yes. Somehow I'll watch it. <laughs> <laughs> by hook or by crook. By yes. Hook or by crook, yes. Oh, speaking of doctors, we haven't said hello to the head of Pertwee. Oh, hello! Hello, head of Pertwee! He's looking very handsome tonight. He's all yes. semi-profile from where I'm sitting. Yeah, yeah. Certainly got a, a bon vivant smile on yeah. his face. Have you dusted him? No, no. I think oh. he licks his face occasionally to clean it up. <laughs> He's got a very long tongue, has he? <laughs> Too much <laughs> information. <laughs> the head of Casey Manning says, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh dear. That's what you wonder. Doctor Who can part his hair with his own tongue. <laughs> 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 Anyway, dear listeners, I do believe we have a 30-second review. Recommendation. I'd like to draw people's attention to Dark Projects. They do radio plays, audio plays that you can download. They have their own section, which is original fiction, which is Alive Inside, Autumn, Blood Moon, Dark Matter, and Tales from the Museum. But they also do Devoted Drama, which is Batman, No Man's Land, Green Lantern, Star Trek, Lost Frontiers, and Section 31. Recommend that. Quantum Retribution, and Space 1999. Also, Doctor Who. They use original sound effects and music. Listen to it. It's good because above all, it's free. <laughs> oh, excellent. I, I keep mm. meaning to listen to that. You keep mm. recommending it. I never get around yeah. to it. Do you say Firefly too? Is that? Uh, no, no. There's somebody else who does Firefly, oh, sorry, and I'm going to save that for another recommendation at a oh, later right. point mm. in time. As I said, they use stock music and stock sound effects yeah. from the shows. So that it sounds. Authentic. So it sounds authentic. Acting ranges from somewhere between uh, enthusiastic amateur to professional, <laughs> but I would recommend it. And as I said, above all, on the credit crunch days, it's free. Yeah. Mm. Excellent. We've all been watching television, haven't we? We have. Pretty pictures. Oh, yes. We've all been watching Defying Gravity. That's the 80s. Oh, yes, sorry. What do you think of Defying Gravity, Adam? (laughs) 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 I mean... <laughs> I've only seen a couple of episodes usually. Um, yeah, maybe three. Actually. I don't know. I think it's two, two or three. I'm sorry, I think it's mostly you and me who've been watching this, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't catch the beginning, so I wasn't quite up with what was going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But obviously they're on a mission to Mars, somewhere like that. They're actually on to a, a swing mission for the mm-hmm. major planets of the solar system. It's taking oh, about seven years. So. Well, I've been brewing up for this for you know, for 
Oh yeah, his, now, so. <laughs> Crumbly there has been chomping at the bit about mm. this one for the past yeah, man. for the past couple of podcasts. <laughs> right. want to, uh, yeah. How can I put it? Vent a spleen? Well, yeah. not so much vent my spleen. I mean, it's going to be more of a well-informed rant. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sounds fun. Okay, by their own admission, um, the producers of um, Defying Gravity sort of say they have sort of um, borrowed <laughs> from um, the um, you know, BBC co-production uh, called Space Odyssey, which is on uh, a two-part series, which is on television about uh, four or five years ago, something like that. A few years back. Yeah, it was, you know, it was a few years ago. And um, let's just say they've been I mean, I like watching it, but let's just say they've been borrowing rather heavily. <laughs> um, what's the saying you say about plagiarism? Yeah, well, is it plagiarism is if you steal from one person. If you steal from a lot of people, it's called research. Research, that's mm. it. Mm, thank you. Well, let's just say, right, first of all, the ships. If you were to put the Pegasus and the Antares uh, side by side, I mean, there'd be very little difference. Okay, yeah. Uh, basically, sort of same sort of structure, long sort of um, superstructure with um, sort of storage tanks and things on the outside. A very large ablative shield at one end, yeah, for uh, aero breaking through atmospheres, uh, okay. fu- you know, sort of fusion motors, uh, rotating crew sections, is sort of halfway along the superstructure. Yeah, it's yeah, uh, simulate uh, centrifugal force to uh, simulate sort of um, lunar lunar type gravity. The Antares, I mean, it does well from certain angles. It does sort of, it does remind me of the USS Discovery from um, yeah, two thousand and one, a Space Odyssey, long and white, mm, yes. long and white with the big radar dish on top yeah, of yeah, it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, with uh, Space Odyssey, I mean, it's a six-year mission, and they're going to, um, well, their first stop is Venus, which okay. was, mm, which was yeah, sort of um, as in a Space Odyssey. They're yep. doing a uh, sort of a slingshot around the sun. Yeah. Then they're going to Mars, uh, where else Jupiter? Uh, I think they're doing a fly. Well, they won't drink the water. No. <laughs> No. <laughs> Don't drink the water. <laughs> they're doing a flyby of Mercury as well, and then they're going out to Pluto, which is basically the same itinerary that the Pegasus took. Okay. <laughs> mm, yeah. Mm. <laughs> Whereas the crew of the Pegasus, a Canadian, an American, a Russian, and two token Brits. <laughs> the impression I can gather from this is uh, the crew's very much, um, well, uh, North American. With um, I think there's one is- Israeli guy on there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What's his name? Dr. Minsk or something I think like so. that? Yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, a Hispanic one. Woman. Yep, mm-hmm. and um, I think that's pretty much it. I mean, there was there was the the Asian, but he's got bumped Earthside. Well, that's it. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing with this series: a lot of it is just flashbacks before. Yeah, the, yeah, before the, yeah, 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 before the actual mission uh, commenced. Yeah, it's very odd. I personally have no problem with the NASA side. Yeah, um, because Space Odyssey was done with the cooperation of NASA. Mm. This is done with the cooperation of NASA. It's meant to be real. Yeah. So you know, yeah. there's there's only so many ways you can go with factual technology. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's a slow burn story. Mm, yeah, most of so. this is mm. taking place in flashback. There is mm-hmm. a certain something going on with Pod 4 that's connected with a couple of people who are Earthside and a couple of people are well, here. Yeah, some sort of dark project. Mm. Yeah, there's, a, there's an extra project mm. with something called Beta, which is either a computer, a life form, or something we don't know. But okay. it, it seems to be pushing and manipulating the events. Ah. It is a slow burn. Mm. Whether it is too slow, Mm. which I think it has been, considering the show is cancelled, I believe. (laughs) In yeah, the states, I think it has been. Yeah, yeah. So I, I've watched. I think I've missed the last episode because I, I just missed it. 
But, mm-hmm. you know, is that going to be the trend? Is there not enough there to attract me? That's the question. Yeah. I, I am, It's curious. There's enough there to interest me at the moment, but is it too slow? Am I waning interest? Mm. Yeah. It was styled and broadcast as uh, Grey's Anatomy in Space. Mm, that's now, right. I've yeah. got to admit, I've never seen mm. Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. So I can't I, so. pull, oh, yeah. But that is a Dr. Soapish type emotional mm, yeah. drama yeah. things coming into play. And I haven't seen that a lot in this but there are certain how can i put it aspects i can understand that are beginning to move in the yeah. the alien beta thing manipulation seems to be taking a, a background from the more emotional confrontations are yeah. coming to the foreground which yeah mm-hmm. it didn't it hasn't grabbed me it yeah. seemed like nothing was going on yeah really yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah i don't care about any of the characters i don't care one of the guys is hallucinating i can't care less i don't care <laughs> the backstory about him leaving two people behind him yeah yeah as i said the there are two people that seem to be sharing hallucinations, so we don't know actually what's going on. Oh, really? But they it. haven't actually made a lot of that. We know that one of them is hallucinating hearing uh, a child crying, a baby crying. Mm. And yes. she uh, aborted aborted mm. a baby to get onto this program. Oh, right. But mm. that has happened over three, four episodes so yeah. far with no actual improvement or mm. reason why. It's perhaps down to the influence of what is in pod four. Yeah. As you say, whether it's some sort of computer, some sort of alien life form. Mm. If it's an alien life form, it hasn't acted in an inimical way. No. Say sort of it's indirectly sort of helping the crew because um, in one of the episodes, a few parts of their water filtration system on the ship, it was malfunctioning. Of course, when this guy sort of took the panel off to look at these filtration tanks he saw them covered in uh, Martian uh, dust mm-hmm. yeah which you know, sort of promptly sort of, uh, sort of gave cause for concern and when he tested the pH of the water it was highly acidic okay yeah I saw that one yeah the same character I mean he had to do an EVA outside the ship mm-hmm. whether he was hallucinating or not sort of he, he saw the two crew members he was forced to leave behind on Mars mm. I mean they were just sort of standing there sort of staring at him and one of the characters was sort of definitely sort of well I think his, his ex-wife or something like that was definitely sort of mouthing the words I love you so I mean sort of mm-hmm. I wouldn't believe that's the intentions of, of, of something hostile yeah we'll probably never find out did they conceive it to run for seven years mm. like the tv show yeah that's maybe the thing. they did yeah, yeah. but mm. i'm not sure if there would have been enough there i to can't keep see them. there would have been yeah because mm. you've got a very finite entrapped mm. cast of characters on mm-hmm. the ship mm. you've got the the group that are on earth side yeah but again how would they have interplay react to the people on the yeah. ship you know it's mm. <laughs> i do have questions about some of the technology too they seem to have instant communications with earth despite being out yes. of the universe or where yeah. they are yeah that's a bit funny that is yeah. i don't quite see how that's possible oh and um one thing that did have me sort of pointing at the pointing at the screen and going jacuz yeah was um the uh, eva suit they're using for uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. for venus i mean if it's not the same <laughs> suit that um, Zoe Lassard in Space Odyssey used for um, for her uh, EVA on uh, on IO, well, I mean, I mean that's it. That it's a variation of a very deep sea diver suit, mm, like an articulated and, suit. Yeah, yeah, an articulated suit. It's one that has been postulated by NASA. Mm. But the I one agree. They built, yeah, and just lent to these mm, films. Possibly, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, uh, but I agree. They could have at least tried to paint it a different colour. Mm, you yeah. know, it is. It is the well, same. I was just sitting there going. Ah, ah. <laughs> the average, yeah. This is obviously aimed at the American audience. Yeah, mm. hardly any of them would know about. Yeah, the yeah. British series. Yeah, I don't know. It's obviously trying to be somewhat hard SF. Yes, but definitely yet doesn't quite make it because then you have all the uh, artificial gravity yeah. stuff. Well, magnetized suits and things like magnetized that. Magnetized hair. Yeah. 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 
Though, though, admittedly, when somebody did up Chuck, it sort of floated across the screen. Mm. <laughs> admittedly, yeah. the hair's down and they're sitting on the floor, but the, oh. this vomit is <laughs> yeah. majestically floating through the air. Mind you, one scene in last week's episode was um, one of the characters gets seriously injured. Yeah, when a packing uh, large sort of packing case in one of the holds goes flying and sort of hits her and her oh, severs yeah. her thumb. Thumb. Mm, yeah, yeah. Mind you, she, she got crushed between the sort of between a bulkhead and um, oh, okay. this packing case. Can I open the jars? <laughs> <laughs> oh, somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and there's sort of lots of blobs of blood sort of floating in midair and things like that. And somebody Star Trek to, Six, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and somebody had to sort of come along with a hoover and sort. Of <laughs> <laughs> yes, they can't make up their mind to be hard FS or yeah, a little bit of fantasy. So mm. they kind of put it down to future tech, but yeah. She can't quite buy it. Yeah, so I, it, first couple of episodes, it had my interest. My mm. interest, I've got to admit, is beginning to wane. I missed the last one. I haven't felt the impulse to, to watch it on iPlayer to catch up. Yeah, I just felt depressed after the one I last <laughs> <laughs> it was the one where they were putting the stuff in the the time capsule thing oh, to throw right, out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was just depressing. All this stuff about <laughs> I mean, putting the baseball in there because it reminds him of the ex-wife or whatever. Mm, yeah. and, oh, come on. <laughs> Get on and do your mission. You're well, meant to be astronauts. <laughs> Full of emotional heart, our old president. Eh? Yes. <laughs> There's enough there to draw me back, just purely for the comparisons. I, you know, <laughs> I keep picking out between uh, that and Space Odyssey. <laughs> I, I thought of the cape as well. Do you ever see the cape in American series, which has, again was had NASA helping mm-hmm. with the production, where it's meant to be set in NASA and yeah. seeing them yeah. go up and do their shuttle missions, things like that. Mm-hmm. It was, again, that was meant to be very real-world NASA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you know, <laughs> modern day, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. 20 seconds future, in the yeah. future. Yeah. I just wish you know, sort of, they sort of hasten things along. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because as you say, I mean, it's a slow burner. Yes. They could do a little more to just show them getting on with their various facets of the mission. I don't know, yeah. The problem is, how much can you do in a ship like that? Yeah. Mm, that's it. You're not visiting aliens. Yeah. yeah. Again, it's just got your normal daily routine for seven years. Well, that's it. The occasional malfunction, Mm -hmm. somebody would die or get sick or something. (laughs) Which happened in Space Odyssey, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. There's not that much you can really do. Mm. It seems strange they even made it, to be honest. It does seem such a limited concept. We'll see. I mean, I enjoyed it, but I think Space Odyssey carried it off with a lot more panache. (laughs) A different beast, really, is. Anyway, dear people, yeah. you have been writing to us. Ooh, haven't you just? Everybody's yes. been writing to yeah. us. <laughs> it's ironic, there's less people here to do it, but there's mm. more about the most amount of feedback we've ever had. So, yeah. prepare yourself for some speed reading. Huh. Okay, mm. me first. One from Kirsty. I think she's a new list writer. I yes, hello, hello Kirsty. Right, hello, Kirsty. Hi, Staggering Stories team. And the head. <laughs> Just wanted to let you know how great your podcast is. Why, thank you. There you go. I first downloaded it as a relaxing thing to listen to before I went to bed. When I heard it, <laughs> I wondered what was going on and nearly deleted it. Don't blame you. However, after listening all the way through, I fell in love with it and downloaded every single one. <laughs> Mad oh, fault. Poor yeah. misguided person. Yep. I thought this was a little excessive, yeah. but was glad I did when I had a long spell in hospital. I'm sorry. Was that our fault? Uh, yeah. <laughs> So ill, the only thing I could do was listen to your podcast. <laughs> I think now that actually I'm clinically insane. <laughs> Keep up yep. the hard work, Kirsty. P.S. Wibble. Wibble. <laughs> <laughs> 
Right, we have one here from Leslie. Hello, Hello, Leslie. Hello, team, she says. Oh. I was delighted to discover I was only one podcast behind. Oh. As usual, I laughed a lot and wished I could join the consumption of cakey cake. Oh. <laughs> mm. <laughs> nice. Robert's feedback at the beginning confused me. <laughs> and I thought I was listening to Mark Gatiss in BBC Seven's The Man in Black. That sounded a bit like him, I suppose. Mm. I loved Nea's recipe for the brownies. Keep up the good work. So yeah. did we. Mm. Your discussion of Sarah Jane Adventures was interesting and I look forward to its continuation plus more trials news and general silliness yeah. hopefully someday we'll find time to record you an mp3 of feedback well that'd be great yes ttfn leslie ps the new website looks fantastic that's all el presidente thank yep. you yeah mm-hmm. it's very green uh sarah jane adventures will probably be continue concluding in fact yep uh, next podcast yeah the one after that be christmas oh, all right okay talking of robert oh have a textual feedback from robert textual <laughs> textual that's a rather saucy <laughs> dear staggering textual. stories team no audio feedback this podcast oh, due to no. the fact that real life has crept up on me even bone idle people left to work at some point yeah no, but i will make up mm. for it next week and even include a 30 second recommendation oh we look forward to it thanks for using the opening i sent you i didn't think you'd use it <laughs> how good not we use everything <laughs> as I said in my last feedback if you want any more just say mm, please do yes yeah, yep. that'd be great looking forward to it gives Crumbly a rest mm-hmm. he does indeed <laughs> hooray we now have an air date for Doc 2 the waters of Mars <laughs> November the 15th mm. quite what makes this date special I don't know but anyway he actually sent this before we published the last podcast, Album. after we recorded it, which is why it's apparently a little bit out of date. But anyway, the weird thing I have noticed about the specials is that it has been six months since Planet of the Dead. Now we have three specials in the space of two months. <laughs> yeah. Indeed. Yep. Wouldn't it have made more sense for the BBC screener specials altogether? This is the BBC. They don't make sense. Yeah. They spread it out a bit. However, the episode looks good, and hopefully there won't be another cyberking or flying bus <laughs> moment like Planet of the Dead. Oh, Russell, you are doing so well <laughs> the other trend I've noticed in the trailers for the specials is the Doctor is starting to act more and more erratic each episode mm, yes mm. yes definitely yeah. you can tell the loss of Donna and the fact the Doctor is without a companion is wearing on the 10th Doctor's sanity <laughs> he had it all before he saw Waters of Mars see, see our previous discussion yeah mm-hmm. I think that bringing Donna back at the end of this year is going to exercise the Doctor's demons that and the regeneration probably mm, yep. Yep. thanks for the reviews of Sarah Jane Adventures they are very funny and informative it's nice seeing Sarah Jane possessed again must live. <laughs> it really is nice to know that Russell T. Davies still has a finger in Sarah Jane. Watch it. No real Keith, you'll never hear the end of it. <laughs> one last thing, as it's one of your favourite programmes, you ever thought of doing a section on Babylon 5? Mm. Did it for Firefly? Mm. I think that's more in your court, really, mm. isn't it? We have considered it. Yeah. The problem is, it's just such a big subject. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Such a big, deep programme. Is this a clue? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> anyway, you continue news mustache happy bonfire night <laughs> mm. <laughs> you rather again yep. bod be with you robert thank you robert thank you very much thank you. okay we've got one here anonymous at the moment though we might have a name for it later it just says dick van dyke does bad cockney accent cool oh, blimey go <laughs> first i heard strike the right <laughs> okay <laughs> thank you uh, someone hopefully super, you're writing again uh, super califangelistic happy holidays. oh now you're singing now you're singing oh dick cool blimey mary yeah. poppins governor strike a light i think that was uh not gene last time yes was trying to do a cockney accent okay we got a letter here from jd hello jerry deacon I, I don't know it just says jd okay hello team hello hello i am now doing a week 
weekly feedback. Yes, like a lawyer leech, or more commonly these days, the swine flu, I am here to stay. Mm. Great job with last week's episode. Some late Sarah Jane feedback on episodes five and six. Five was terribly hyped at the appearance of the Doctor, and really never should have been aired. I think Dimensions in Time was better than the half hour of nonsense. Harsh. uh, Very harsh. (laughs) Episode six was, however, really enjoyable. I hope Waters of Mars is as good as everyone says it is. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Well, maybe not as good, but certainly not bad. Yeah. The new V-Rocks. I want to watch that. I've seen trailers, Mm -hmm. but I haven't actually Mm -hmm. seen it. Mm -hmm. Think the Guardians are alive and kicking along with the other Time Lords and Romana. P.S. From now Mm. on, refer to me as JD. JD. Everyone else on the planet does. Mm -hmm. Thanks, JD. (laughs) Thank you, JD. Thank you, JD. Right, we have one here from Naya. Hello, Hello, Naya. Naya. Dear Staggering Stories team, thank you for another delightful couple of podcasts. I look forward to them every fortnight. Show 57. I laughed so hard I scared the cats on Mr. Smith was programmed to explode on startup, so he's Windows Vista then. <laughs> <laughs> About costumes at cons, come to an American con sometime. Oh, someday. Oh, I would love to. Mm, to Gallifrey yeah. someday. Really would. We've got lots of people in costume. Half the fun is seeing the first Doctor talking to Amy Pond while a ten-year-old tenth Doctor watches. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Chicago TARDIS has a TARDIS sitting in the corner of the main room, and one year there was someone dressed as Jack clinging onto the outside of it for pictures. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That sounds great. As for conventions over time, I think comparing the 80s conventions to the noughties conventions is like comparing apples to oranges. Yeah. Technology yeah. has changed conventions so much. It used to be that you had to be able to go to one to see music vids and buy fanzines or talk to other fans without a huge phone bill. <laughs> yeah. True. True. Now you can do it all worldwide and all you need is a modem. As nostalgic as I can be for the way it was, I wouldn't give up on online fandom, YouTube, Netflix or podcasts without a major fight. True. True. I don't know about you folks. I gave up on teaching you know how to pronounce Yarl. Yarl? Yarl. But I keep saying that coming back to Doctor Who fandom is like being 15 again. Oh. (laughs) Only with a much bigger allowance and no curfew. Yes, definitely. (laughs) Crumbly, you might want to see a Doctor if you're still staying moist for days. (laughs) Oh yes, I can stay as moist for as long as I want. (laughs) Show 58. That's quite a frog you have in your throat, Gene. You should hear her now. Oh, she's sitting win over the edge, she really would. Yes, it is an animatronic Lincoln in Disney World that talks and walks downstairs. No, you don't get to shoot him. Uh, you should do. You should imagine the amount of rides and prices you can get if you shoot off Lincoln's hat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but if you want, you can still see a plane fall to theatre. Dangerous, I think. Yeah. I sigh to hear that Being Human is the latest show that my country is going to mangle. <laughs> Sorry about that, folks. It's all right. <laughs> if it's any consolation, it cannot be possibly as bad as what we did to life on Mars. Ooh. Kaitel. Did he forget how to act? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> a couple of notes on the True Blood segment. Yeah. Suki is a common name in the South. Well, I'll be jiggered. Mm. Yes. And the aliens in Alien Nation were called newcomers. Ah, mm. that Thank was you, it. Pat. That was it. I take no responsibility for salmonella from the brownie recipe. <laughs> <laughs> diabetes, maybe, but not salmonella. We would get diabetes just listening to the recipe. <laughs> Any other recipes you'd like to do for the Christmas episode? Ooh. Oh, God, We're heading yeah. for Thanksgiving here, so it's 101 things to do to a turkey stateside. <laughs> That's without even eating it. Yeah, is that legal? <laughs> <laughs> Meet you all in again in a fortnight. Naya. Thank you, Naya. Thank, Thank you very much. You. Yeah, what else? I don't know. Christmas crackers. Okay, have another one here then from Leslie. Hello, Leslie. Hello, Hello Leslie. Leslie. A dear team, as ever, and 
enjoyable podcast. I was intrigued to learn that, according to Crumbly, an Abraham Lincoln automaton is walking around Disneyland and he can shoot off his hat <laughs> with a gun. Well, I'm not so sure about shooting the hat off, but... You know, so. Yeah, that's obviously mm. up for debate now. <laughs> Someone turned into a duck during the course of the podcast. That was me, I'm I sorry. I don't remember the context. <laughs> they were dead. I was drawing uh, a line across my neck. But, uh, you know, it came out like... Okay. During the period when I wasn't tuning in, I missed the whole escape pod discs thing. Oh, yes. I assume it's like Desert Island discs, except with books and movies too. Mm, yes, yes. That's right. And it is. I'll have to send in mine and perhaps make it the time I finally debut on audio for you. Mm, good. Feel free. God, mm. yes. Mm. Yeah, Definitely. Good. Thanks for another enjoyable evening's ramblings. Leslie. Mm, okay. Thank you, Leslie. Hello, gang. Chin here. From the ministry? Mm, yes. From the ministry. <laughs> Four weeks ago, I lodged a complaint. Oh, Two weeks oh. ago, I lodged another complaint. Oh, dear. This week, <laughs> I again wish to lodge a complaint. Oh, dear. Ooh. <laughs> but this time, it's of the highest order. Ooh. To wit. To woo. <laughs> the so-called head of Pertwee webcam. Oh, uh, yes. Mm. Now, maybe I am being a little bit premature, but... Age, probably. Yeah. Um, <laughs> about this, but I have been staring it for two weeks, and to be fair, I did start seeing some pink elephants. <laughs> but they were parading out of my wallpaper and not out of the computer screen. Ooh. Please see to it that your webcam is updated on a more regular basis. Otherwise, you will incur some serious punishment from the top. Ooh. Good day to you, sir, and services. <laughs> oh, and by the way, super show, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Well, the head of Percy webcam, he doesn't do much. He just kind of sits there on his uh, on his pike. Oh, he's a head. You yeah, know, to... I'm afraid he's not very exciting to watch. If you were tuning in about three o'clock, four o'clock in the morning, that's when you'd see the tongue, the movement, mm. oh, the yes. eye rolls. Mm. It's more of a nocturnal. He is, mm. and he's very good at knowing that 30 seconds when the picture mm. isn't being taken. Oh, yeah. Mm. yeah it's it's between the 30 seconds. Oh, yeah. Mind you, we do catch him sort of wearing some very fetching hats. Yeah, he's good at swapping hats over in between mm. the, uh, the pictures being taken. With his yeah. We have one here from Owain. Owain. Uh, hello, Clive. Yeah, okay, Clive. Hi again, guys. Long time, no correspondence, but I've been listening. Waiting. Waiting. Oh, oh, it worried. is November 15th here, and a mere three and three quarter hours before <laughs> the waters <laughs> of Mars. Excitement levels are off the scale. They were in our house as well. <laughs> okay. Need to correct Staggering Stories crew. Overwhelming me, so excuse this rant. March 25th, 2009, a preview of Doctor Who, P-O-T-D, Planets of the Dead, was shown in my very own hometown. Sort of blah blah. Carnarvon is our address, although we live eight miles away. Therefore, previews are sometimes shown in Doctor's <laughs> home country, Wales. <laughs> <laughs> Welsh phrase of the podcast: Dwa Pronounced Do A U Va U A Waters of Mars. And with that sentence, we've just alienated all our Welsh listeners. The Klingons love us now. Sorry. Hi, guys. Owain. Or Clive. Thank you very much. We're good at our Welsh. Yep. Okay. We have one from Sarah. Hello, Sarah. Hello. Hail to these staggering storytellers. Thank you. Hope you're all well. Well, two of us aren't at the moment, unfortunately. <laughs> three of us are fine. The three of us are coping, I think. Yeah, no, we're 
Uh, want to get this out of the way once and for all. They are zombies who crave trout. trout. <laughs> I can't use proper grammar. I mean, my final year of an English degree. Oh. Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> Enough said. Uh, oh, zombies for these again. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Zombie craving trout. Nice one of the War of the Worlds intro. I adore Jeff Wayne's War of the Worlds, and that opening music is especially one of my strongest sci-fi memories from when my teacher played it in class in my last year of primary school. Ooh, yeah. What are your strongest sci-fi, but not necessarily who memories when you were children? Mm-hmm. Oh, I think we've got mm. another... Um, another discussion. Yeah. Well, not another discussion, an- another section for the uh, yeah. podcast. Mm-hmm. We have to make a note of that. I think we might come back to this in the future. Yes. Not necessarily now, but we'll, we'll do this in the future. We'll do, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Gives us a chance to get our thinking caps on. Yeah. <laughs> Don't remember the past. <laughs> <laughs> and I wish I could have experienced some of the conventions you went to in the 80s. <laughs> no paying through the nose for a picture or autograph. No. Actually properly meeting the guests. Yep. It all sounds brilliant. Yep. When the time machine is finished, I'll go back and give them a try. <laughs> if you suddenly remember a scruffy-haired 20-something attending conventions, looking around in wonder at the prices of things, <laughs> drinking cider, <laughs> and being able to guess the future of various doctors. I was about to say that was the <laughs> 80s much. conventions until yeah. the last line then you'll know I was successful. <laughs> of course, after that, I'll be happy to donate the device to the old Presidente's cause. Well, that'd be handy. <laughs> Sarah Jane was pretty good. I liked the Doctor episode. Yep. When the kids went into the TARDIS was just fantastic. Mm. You never know, Varney or Clyde may end up as companions one day. <laughs> Maybe. As I type, we are less than an hour away from Water of Mars. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really hoping it's going to be as scary as the previews make it out to be. Mm. I'll have a cushion to hide behind at the ready. <laughs> Glad you enjoyed Flash Forward. It's certainly interesting, especially in the last episode where the FBI killed himself in order to prevent his Flash Forward mm-hmm. from happening. Ah, that's the last one I saw, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. that, that's intriguing, that is. And yeah. hopefully come back to this in the future. We should do, yeah. yeah. Are all the other Flash Forwards now void because of this detail changing? After all, the butterfly effect dictates that even one death mm-hmm. at a different time can change the world. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it was just his own personal Flash Forwards. Well, and um, River Songs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Keep on rocking. Sarah. Yes. Thank, Thank you, you, Sarah. Thank you. Yeah. Flash forward, interesting stuff. Yes. Certainly keeps on kicking me in the uh, the brain. Yeah. <laughs> Although I said in the review thing, the future we saw can't possibly have been the real future. Yeah. Yeah. Because they would have known the flashback was happening at that time mm, and, and have behaved a... differently as a result. Yeah. So that just kind of confirmed my theory, really. But anyway, I have one here for Misha. Hello, Misha. Hello. Hello, Misha. She says, "Hello all. Just some thoughts on Waters of Mars. Lots of stuff coming in very rapidly. Yeah." yeah. Not chronological nor particularly sensible delete edit ignore as appropriate i enjoyed it spoiler spoiler music spoiler music spoiler music you don't hear this bit skip ahead to 7507 personal thoughts on it and i'm afraid this will be long (laughs) and non-sequential the flood scared the hell out of me good scary monsters although i wasn't convinced by the running i wanted them slower Mm. they just didn't strike me as fast running monsters same with using gadget to ride on it made my brother laugh it made me cringe a little gadget gadget (laughs) did anyone else get the buried base reference rather tickled me Mm. Um, going back to defying gravity oh yeah the bar scene where all the astronauts meet up that's called major toms oh is it Mm. Are they all off on drugs? <laughs> Funky. Funky. Uh, I wonder whether Adelaide's death was deliberately meant to match Frobisher's. So I keep thinking of a penguin. Which means John. Yeah. Frobisher. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> or hail Frobisher. Or hail the big talking bird. Shovel shovel. A difference being, of course, that the way she died meant smaller children wouldn't have realised it, as it were. Rather than actual bang, brains on the wall, <laughs> if that makes sense. It was more subtle. Why snow? Why not? Yeah, November as well. Mm. Climate yeah. change as well. Yeah. Wasn't convinced by the saving people. I think it would have been far more powerful if he'd just walked away. Also wasn't convinced by a decision to go to the ice field. A bit OTT. What was the ice field? It would have been nice to have a glance before the big foom. I thought the crew were a bit red shirty. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Adelaide was really the only one who really seemed like a real person. Apart from Gadget, of course. <laughs> uh, mm. oh, <laughs> the attempts to give the others personalities were nice touches. Steffi watching her sisters on the screen, for example. Actually, red shirt Lady Bean, just 27. <laughs> but what was her name? <laughs> who were the two who survived? I certainly can't remember. Adelaide didn't look old enough. Young Adelaide appeared about 9 or 10. That would make her 60. Even if she were well preserved, she didn't look that old. I don't know how old is um, Lizzie Duncan. I think she is about that age. I don't yeah. know. Anyway, the bit with the Dalek. Why? <laughs> Daleks don't have emotions. They do not sense that someone's going to be important in the future. They're Daleks. I didn't want any of them to survive. Call me cruel. You're cruel. You're cruel. But I think it would have been far more powerful if he just walked away. It could have held up, I think. Even following the storyline they did, I didn't want the red shirts to live. If he just saved Adelaide and she'd killed herself, that would have worked better for me. <laughs> Bloodthirsty. Yes, she is, yeah. <laughs> Doesn't the coming soon look good? Oh yes. oh, yes. Coming up, related spoilers. I know some people refuse to watch that bit. Spoiler! I know the master is regenerated, but why is he quite so odd-looking? <laughs> Not sure about this. And why, oh, why is Donna coming back? Really? Just... No. <laughs> Misha. Thank you, Misha. Thank you, Misha. Yeah, mm. Interesting. <laughs> yeah I don't know. Yeah, certainly the, the rest of the crew, we didn't really mention them in our mm, talk no, to them early because no, they were, they were just, you know, there, just there to die. To, basically, yeah. Yeah, it's certainly true. Right, last but by no means least, we have one from Wynn. Oh, hello, Wynn. Hello, Wynn. Hello, Wynn. Dear team, oh. you've all done very well. <laughs> Naughty greetings to Aunt, Auntie Jean. I hope your voice gets better very soon. <laughs> yeah. I'm afraid that as a result of your voice deepening and the loss of your charming London accent... <laughs> No ice pack was required after the last podcast. Oh, I saved you your money. You must better. <laughs> yeah. UKs of Swarfiga are in the balance. McFadden and Smartmatic filter engaged. Blah, blah. Was not stalking. Blah, blah, blah. Trousers. Blah, blah. Knees worn through. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Interesting skin condition. Blah, blah. Favourite parking spot in Epping Forest. Blah, blah, blah. Night vision goggles. Blah, blah, blah. Didn't take kindly to the camera. Blah, 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 blah. Back to the A&E. Embarrassing injuries <laughs> unit. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Managed to extract it. Blah, blah, blah. Stirrups. <laughs> <laughs> blah 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 takes time to clean out the workings blah blah had to clean the camera too blah 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 managed to sit down without crying blah 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 windsock <laughs> <laughs> my commiserations yes yeah. that brings tears to our collective eyes that does <laughs> whilst I enjoyed your discussions of true blood I'm afraid I'm not going to bother with it ah oh, I have commitment issues with TV programs nowadays yeah I've had some bad experiences committing to TV programs before 24 heroes yeah and mm. I just don't want to get hurt again <laughs> so seen anything good on TV recently oh yes the waters of Mars oh. blimey that was a bit dark wasn't it <laughs> <laughs> nevertheless I really enjoyed it and can't wait until Christmas mm. looks like it's going to be a cracker a Christmas cracker oh dear was off sick last week with swine flu <laughs> you mm. as well <laughs> so managed to catch up on some reading so I can therefore heartily recommend the book Bad Science by mm. Ben Goldacre mm. it's a scything attack on new age medicine nutritionists such as toilet botherer Gillian McKeith PhD <laughs> and the media's coverage of science. God be with you, Win. Thank you, Win. And now, for your delicatation, delectation, and delight, a cut-down subliminal message. Yes. 
Oh, thank you. Okay. We actually have some last minute feedback here. Oh, oh. From one Jean Riddler. Oh. Oh, uh, Auntie Jean. Information Technology Highway it's comes in as we're doing the podcast. Mm, yep. <coughs> I'm having to send this in. Last podcast, my colleagues bravely covered the fact that I was no longer in the country and was desperately in search of Mr. Dalek. Unfortunately, that search was fruitless. Uh, and all I came back was, with, was this stinking cold. <laughs> yes, this is how I actually sound when I have a cold. <laughs> I suspect that my presence through an entire podcast would not only ruin my throat, <coughs> but would cause wind to have to spend some time in a medical facility. <laughs> and I could not have that upon my conscience. <laughs> Water's on Mars. What can I say? Good. <laughs> I'd love to say wonderful. But there are elements of it, I felt, that deserved it to be longer. The guy that played Andy, the first zombie, was phenomenal. I thought his portrayal made the character both sinister and retained an element of the human. It mm. was disturbing without being over-the-top frightening. I love the fact that there's life on Mars, hence David Bowie, base one. Yeah. <laughs> a little tie back to the song. It would be wonderful if they actually ever did that when the Mars base came into fruition. There was a lot of little throwaway pieces within the whole story, which I thought from the fans' point of view made it interesting and you smile. Such as junior tech Roman Groom had a friend whose mother had a robot shaped like a dog. <laughs> I can only assume, assume he is good friends with Luke Smith. And the Doctor's reference to the Ice Warriors, previous inhabitants. On the whole, the story was very good. Lots and lots of running up and down corridors. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Lovely idea of the water being the infection. My only disappointment was that it could have been longer. The story needed to be an extra 15 minutes longer. Mm. You got to the end, and the Doctor suddenly stopped being the victim. He realised he was a Time Lord, and that there's no one there to stop him. And he starts to come into his own, in his own powers and energies, which you can see is possibly the road that the Master went down, because mm. the Doctor slowly starts to become the master in his own way. You can also mm. see how much the Doctor does need assistance, not necessarily human ones, but needs the other Time Lords around him. And maybe that is why the Master became the person he is. He just didn't have those companions to ground him and to make him sane. The sudden ability with that power unleashed from any confines is enough to make anyone into... God, effectively. Mm. And you had that whole thing with him, the Time Lord, victorious. <clears throat> and then he suddenly falls apart and suddenly realises, with you staring down at him, that he's going too far. Mm. And this was good, but it was compressed into five minutes, mm. which felt like it was tagged on at the end. I know there was the build-up with him coming back onto the moon base, onto the Mars base, and being all kind of like, hyper and I can do this and I can save you 
even though at the end of it Adelaide blows her brains out, I kind of <laughs> suspected I'd be pointed the gun at this lunatic in front of me. Yeah, I thought she was going. She's going. That's what I thought. I'm, that's why I'm not a genius who's going to inspire people to go to Mars. <laughs> but it just felt hurried. It felt like we need to do this and we're tagging this on. And David is a wonderful actor. And I think so much more could have been made of that internal struggle to suddenly realise he has all this power, he has all of this, and how he stops himself from becoming the master. That that was lost kind of, you know, he just saw an ood and broke down, and that just didn't seem to sit quite right. I also was a bit disappointed in that whilst this was a good story, I felt like this was a set-up story. Just as the first of the three master stories with Jack hanging on to the outside of the TARDIS and the masters <laughs> reawaken, I can't remember what the story title is. That was a good story, but Utopia. it was a set-up yeah. story to the two master parter. And I got the feeling sometimes with this that this was a bit of a set-up. But other than that, no, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It had me, I won't say on the edge of my seat, <laughs> but I certainly wanted to see how it panned out at the end. I can understand that for <coughs> excuse me, <laughs> a younger generation, it, it could be frightening. It sure as heck wasn't up there with the blink. No. I did not be, I was not hiding behind um, cushions and jump in every 30 seconds, I'm sorry, but <laughs> Link still stands for me as the scariest Doctor Who episode ever. Um, but then I go for suspense over horror, so maybe that's why. But on the whole, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was very, very well acted by all parties. I thought the special effects were phenomenal, and I thought it was a very, very interesting idea that the Doctor coming to a point in time where he, in theory, can't change it at a fixed point. And the fact that the the lead human in this also realises this after it's been explained and decides not to change it. When I talk about the master element coming through, the doctor, in his sane and normal self, would never refer to people as insignificant. To him, all life is significant. And he's starting to reappraise that there. So that, I thought, was a very interesting line. Anyway, I'm going to go before my voice really does go to it out. And to give everyone else a chance to discuss this. But on a, an out of ten, I'd say a seven. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, enjoy the rest of the podcast. I'm really sorry I can't be there with you tonight, guys. No excuse. But, uh, <laughs> well, and hopefully see you next week. Not quite so husky. <laughs> so that's wind melted. Yeah, thank you. That's yeah, get well. So, oh yes, yes, go straight back to bed, woman. Mm-hmm. Get yourself a hot posset, a hot toddy, or, or even a hot toddy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so that wraps it up, I suppose. Yes. So, yes. And so that brings us to the end of another podcast. Ah. Uh, uh, <laughs> but in the next one, there'll be more of the same, more fun, frivolity, and jollity. More of us, probably. <laughs> more people. Yeah. More people. Yeah. yeah. More people, even. <laughs> more reviews. Or who old and new. But until then, this is me, Crumbly, saying, be seeing you. Goodbye. As Shakespeare once said to me, come and have a go if you think you're hard enough. <laughs>
You have been listening to the Staggering Stories podcast, series one, number 59, featuring Adam J. Purcell, Andy Simpkins, Keith Dunn, and Gene Riddler phoned it in. Views expressed here are those of the speaker and don't necessarily represent those other speakers on the site. No copyright infringement is intended, and this podcast, El Presidente production by www.staggeringstories.net. Well, we're not going to have a lot of outtakes this time. Probably not. Mm. No. We see it's because the women there, they keep flippity-jibbiting on and, and distracting us. <laughs> flippity-jibbiting. Yes, mm. yes. I'm going to pay for that one later oh, as well. Yeah. <laughs> Vicious Chinese burn. <laughs> oh, yes. Not your wrist. <laughs> Thank you. For giving Ooh. her suggestions. Thank you. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> Bring a tear to my eye. Oh. <laughs> Now, wincing ever so slightly, it's time to talk about... What shall we talk about? I've got a stopwatch. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> well, I'm thinking about it. It might not even take 30 seconds. Quite a short one. Okay. He's back. Hello, Adam. <laughs> Here is in the edit. Yeah, I know, I know. Life could be a dream, shoo-bum, shoo-bum, shoo-bum. I can't remember the rest of the words, shoo-bum. I'm just singing because I hope El Presidente would hurry up and find that name. Sha-la-la-la-la-la, <laughs> bum, sha-la-la-la-la-la. Oh, oh, God, he's had technology. the major computer malfunction. Oh, God, what am I going to say next? Hurry up, you bastard. Ta-da, sha-la-la, bum, sha-la-la-la-la-la. No, nothing yet. He's just thrown the computer against the wall. Oh, God, now I'm left singing at all. Oh, what shall I do? Just say a name. It doesn't matter. It could be Fred Bloggs Jones or Uncle Schneezer or don't forget Amy. Gronhild and Obnacker, shabum 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 He's doing it on purpose. <laughs> I can see the grin on his ugly face. He's letting me embarrass myself. Oh, what shall I do? Shabum shibibibi, bum shililililililililililililililililililililililililililililililililililililililililililililililililililililililililililililililililililililililililililililililililililililililililililililililililililililililililililililililililililililililililililililililililililililililililililililililililililililililililililililililililililililililililililililililililililililililililililililililililililililil